0: How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? This is Liberty After Dark, and this is also part two of the episode, A Chat with a Chat, where I basically just talk to the live chat room. It's just me in the chat. We go over all sorts of fun topics. We finish up our conversation on the 2020 presidential elections, kind of touch back on that a little bit later in the show as well. Uh, Towards, I don't know, around the 20-minute mark, we get into some fun, carefree topics like food and favorite colors and and I just have a fun conversation with the chat. so a little bit more lighthearted. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. We also, towards the end, get into some science, philosophy, and ethics. So we go over a whole smorgasbord of topics here. It was really great. Um, the next episode is going to be a pretty similar thing to uh, th- how this format was. But I, I enjoy this. I-, I really like having guests on, and I like that to be the primary focus. But hopefully we can continue to do stuff like this in the future, and you guys will enjoy it just as much as i did so i won't hold your attention any longer thanks for being here um so john bill weld is an opportunist yes like gary johnson sort of no interest in change uh only in garnering themselves more power Uh, gary johnson did a really good job as governor did a really good job i I don't really i mean he did a, a a lot a lot of good things for the state um i mean you see that like the best politician ever no i did vote for him um i i there's there's a genuine sense of of wanting to fix a broken system that you get from listening to gary johnson but you know was he ever gonna win no not 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 a freaking chance if we got into the debates we might have gotten more than 10 percent but no chance of winning. We probably would have just pulled votes from mostly Trump supporters, anyways, and then we would have had Hillary Clinton as a president. So take that as you will, I would have a clean conscience. However, a lot of people would not. I th- I think lumping Gary Johnson in with Bill Weld is a little extreme. I think I think there are other people currently in the Libertarian Party who are definitely going to run for president who are better examples of garnering power for themselves than than Gary Johnson was not saying that that's not comp- you know an entirely false statement. I'm sure to an extent, you know, there is kind of like a, like a power thing involved, but I don't think anybody who runs for president is doing it completely for the country. You know, even if I ran for president and I was like, all right guys, we're going to run for president and we're going to make this nice libertarian society. And I genuinely want that. I also would kind of like, just want to be president, which I guess to an extent is just sort of the accumulation of power and and raising yourself up on the hierarchy. So, you know, can, can, can you say, is that, is that a valid criticism for anybody else? You know, or is that not also a valid criticism for anybody else running for president? Like if you told me a John McAfee, wasn't trying to accumulate power, I'd look, I'd laugh honestly. I mean, that, he's like the, the, the pinnacle apex, what they call Apex Predator. Like he's just like this, rah, you know, out there just trying to get become the top dog, which I don't think has to be a bad thing. I think that is an incentive that people have. Um there there are going to be leaders. There are going to be power hierarchies. Whether it is a an elected president or whether it's a CEO or something like that. You know, there there are going to be positions of power that people want to reach. So I don't necessarily believe in accumulation of power is is like a automatic disqualifier because then nobody who's running for president is, you, you can make that argument against pretty much anybody. Nikki Haley was a top prospect if Trump didn't run. Yeah, but he did. So there's, she won't because he's not, she's not going to run against him. Uh, I don't think it would be seen as like this grave insult unless you were like a big Trump supporter in the house. And then you were like, Hey, you know, give, give me in there. That That's, that's probably, that would probably draw some, some questionable looks from people, so uh McAfee's the same way, he just wants attention. Yeah, he's just up there screaming on the stage. So I'm but there are a lot of people who like him. Like uh, I like got pretty you know, obviously he didn't win the nomination, but there there are enough people that like he's actually a contender, like pretty much every time he gets on that stage. I would love to talk to you one day, Mr. McAfee, if you want to come on the show so you can explain yourself a little bit, because I have some freaking questions for you, because you blow my mind, man. But I'm never going to talk to you, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I thought Trump was going to win last time. I'm sure he did, man. There were a lot of people who did. Is McAfee really doing it? No, I don't think he's announced yet. Wild man. He is 100%. He's 100% the wild man. I, I just think it's hilarious that he can never shake the perspective of being uh, the guy who who made that like virus protection software that always makes pop-ups on your computer. I think it's hilarious that he can't shake that. Everywhere he goes. I can check real quick and see who's... I I haven't really been keeping up to date with these guys, actually. I think it's more important to see what the opposition is doing and then just kind of see who runs and then working against that. So we have Adam Kokesh, obviously. McAfee, yeah, McAfee is... uh, Sam Cedar, Vermin Supreme, and Arvin Vohra. Um, We have a withdrawn candidate in Zoltan Istvan, who... Was never gonna have a chance anyway. Transhumanists, yeah, out of California. Uh Arvin is the vice chair of the Libertarian Party, so he's got some some power in there. Vermin Supreme is a performance artist, so that's you know who knows? Vermin might get my vote. That would be I would love to see Vermin up on the stage for the primaries. That would be a riot. Sam Cedar is Sam Cedar and then yeah John McAfee's running um uh he he just ran in 2016 Uh, maybe maybe Adam Kokesh would have a chance of pulling the the primaries this time I don't know if you guys have a any opinion on that I mean out of those guys really I mean we have I think Kokesh Sam Cedar Vermin and Arvin are the the real contenders Mac you know old, old wild man McAfee well, going back to what we were talking about, I think it's going to be an interesting year for the Libertarian Party. It's going to really have to decide what direction it wants to move in. I think that's it's going to be interesting. Um we're probably not going to see any naked man walking around on stage that got nothing but horrible press release for the LP. Um I I think we're going to see a lot of uh we're we're going to see I think a lot of people making some bolder moves this time and I don't know how that's going to go inside of the registered Libertarian party base because the registered Libertarian party base is typically a lot more conservative and traditionalist and constitutionalist than they are radical. It's an important thing to keep in mind. Uh, someone needs to get Tom Woods to run. I know everybody loves Tom Woods, but I just don't think, I don't think he would run. I don't think he'd do it. I, I think, uh, I don't think he necessarily has anything like morally against the idea of running. I just don't see him running for president, especially in this current climate. I I don't think he'd enjoy it either, honestly. Um, But maybe that's just me. Maybe he would. Um, I, I am not in his head. God knows what Tom Woods would do. My vote is for Larry if he runs. You know, Larry Sharp gets a lot of flack in this group for being kind of like a sellout. Same way Gary Johnson gets a lot of flack too. is like being like not a real libertarian. But if we're looking at transitory candidates who have a chance of getting getting the actual vote, Larry definitely is one of those people. um I think that's one of my issues with like Adam Kokesh is that I think he's too extreme to win. Even though we agree in a lot of places, obviously I don't think anybody out of that list is like a hundred percent ideologically aligned with me. I think we all have our differences. I honestly don't know if it's a good thing to have a candidate who's 100% ideologically aligned with you because it usually tends to mean you conformed to their standards of, of what your, your ideology should be. But I, I don't think Gary Johnson would have been a bad thing for the Libertarian Party. I don't think Larry Sharp would be a bad thing for the Libertarian Party. I think they're overall pretty professional candidates. I think they overall had really good ideas for a more short-term movement and once we start getting some momentum towards a freer society like this is one thing i think people i say this all the time but i think this is one thing people just don't get like we're not going to have libertania or and Kapistan tomorrow it is not going to happen we need to accept this but what we can do is we can start building forward momentum we can start the process and we can the the the, the more smaller changes we make now after I stop stuttering all over myself, the better off we will be in the future and the easier these changes will come. If we can, you know, get a Larry Sharp in who wants to, you know, basically pull back, he wants to make marijuana like onions. You know, it's a great example, is is a fantastic step in the right direction for marijuana in the United States of America, who wants to pull funding from education and stuff like that to get it back to a system that is primarily for creating wealthy administrators but for creating good education i think he has a lot of great ideas uh he's he's put in the work he has he's he did a lot of good work in new york he got he got screwed really hard and now now they got old bumblefuck up in new york again and he's just making a total fool of himself and the state uh i love when he was like we can't tax the rich anymore we can't do it they're all leaving that was that was good fun for me so i like tom woods but uh then he made weird comparisons about skiing lessons and sex work. Uh Tom Woods is always a riot. You never you never know what's going to come out of that mouth. Big difference. Onions suck. Marijuana doesn't. Rusty, onions are fantastic, okay? I put onions in, like, everything. They're so good, especially, like, sautéed, man. Take some sautéed onions, put that on a breakfast, like, not a breakfast, but actually, you could put them in a breakfast taco, but put them on like, some, some beef fajita, some carne asada, and... Get some uh salsa with that. That's that right there is is like onion perfection. Especially if it's like a good salsa, like not like a thin, I don't know where you guys are from. You probably call salsa like that water stuff that has like a pepper somewhere in it. Uh no, you gotta make it like nice thick salsa. It doesn't have to be chunky, but it's like almost like a chili consistency. And you get some of that. Oh, we used to make homemade salsa all the time. I know this is like super far left tangent. I'm I'm, make, I'm getting my, making myself hungry now, but big big fan of onions. Me too, man. Big fan onions on everything. So I, I don't know if any of you guys live on the coast. Apparently, this is like a coastal thing, or we're just weird. But so my grandparents have for years eaten this stuff, and I I'm, I've eaten it since I was a little kid. It's a sandwich with peanut butter and purple onions. So I, I know, I know, it's weird. If the gut reaction is like throw back, but have any of you guys by any chance had that? Peanut butter and purple onions. If it wasn't for onions and mushrooms, I wouldn't eat vegetables. Um, I mean I like I really like spinach, stuff like that. Uh I don't have any problem with lettuce, you know, but I onions and mushrooms are bomb. All the onions. My cousin's Mexican wife makes the best salsa. Oh no, the mayo question. No, I, I, I actually just so we'll, we'll get to Mayo in a second. We'll get to Mayo in a second. But he says I'm living on uh, or I'm on a food tangent because I'm living off of MREs. I'm actually on keto and I haven't eaten an MRE in a long time because I started meal prepping. But as much as I love keto, I I, I miss pizza like a lot. Like I think I'm going to have a cheat day coming up soon, which, you know, it, I've lost a lot of weight. It's good. I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm like thinning out on the cheeks. I've lost like almost 20 pounds at this point. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a couple off. I'm at like 18 pounds right now. And uh, I feel great. Starting to look great. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, you know, I, I, I was getting, getting kind of chubby. Honestly, it was like 240 pounds. So just reading through these comments real quick. Mushrooms now go on chili, mayo and onions. You pronounce taco wrong am i supposed to say tarko is that is that how you like to say taco and then my mom's gay uh so to the mayo question um i don't do mayo anymore obviously because i can't eat mayo it's like i got way too many carbs in it but but when i did eat mayo i was like a very like a light amount of mayo i don't know if you guys have a chart or what is is it charlie's is the name of it it's like the sandwich shop like they make basically like a bunch of cheese steaks, Philly cheese steaks and stuff like that. It's fast food, Philly cheese steaks, but they are bomb, bomb sandwiches. And I would get like the jalapeno cheese steak and get some bacon in it. And then I would have them just put like just the thinnest layer of mayo on the top because it made a difference. Not only did it help the lettuce stick to the bread, which is an important part of any good sandwich, but it was just that, like, just that little little pinch of, of goodness but i i don't i would never like slather mayo on like a ham sandwich or something like that so if you're for mayo i'm sorry i'm kind of like on the fence about it i'm like a half mayo mayo light maybe so yeah you scrawny trying to fit in with people across the dmz i got to see the dmz that was it was whack honestly if, if one of the one of the craziest things i've ever seen I've, that was pretty whack What's your favorite color and why is it white? You raised sister or something. My favorite color is blue, actually. I don't know if you guys were there when uh, they, they were talking to Carrie Wedler on Liberty Late Night. But I was like, whenever they were talking about favorite colors, it was like, please say blue. And then like immediately afterwards, she said blue. And I was like, yes, another, t- another for team blue. I like all the colors, but my yoga mat is purple. There we go. That was what it was. Male life, I, I just don't. I just don't see the mayo. See, this is why libertarians can never agree on anything. It's because some of us like mayo and some of us don't. It has nothing to do with ideological differences or like a a basic tendency to be, you know, a, a anti-authority. It's because of mayonnaise. Look at look at what you did, David. David and Mary are tearing the libertarian community apart, one Mayo question at a time. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Or, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's always interesting, man. You guys just missed like a super long conversation all about all these presidential candidates. It's good. Um, it's just me today though, so this is kind of interesting. I haven't done like a monologue episode in a long time since like we started. So, uh, it's it's quite it's quite interesting doing this all by myself and just having the chat interaction. Uh, I'll, I'll be Ryan dodged on me today so it's good um yeah i was out hiking whenever you guys were doing your episode and i had just enough cell service to perch myself up on a little stop and watch for about i think i watched for about 30 minutes at one point and then came back and did another 30 and it was good though it was good i had to keep moving though especially since the rain was starting to come by at that point how many liters in a square pound that's a, that's a great question, man. I I I don't even know what a square pound is. Civil War, Mayonnaise Edition. It's the new drama, guys. We got the Civil War happening over mayonnaise. How many cups is in six gallons? Okay, so it goes... Is it cups, quarts... Or no, cups, pints, quarts, gallons, right? So is it 30, 32 cups in a gallon? Am I, am I wrong here? Or is it 16? We're Googling. How many cups in a gallon. Oh, it's 16 cups. I was off. I, I added an extra one. Two quart or two pints in a quart? Is that what it is? Probably. Or two quarts in a pint. I don't know what it is. Something like that. Do you prefer sriracha or regular hot sauce? It depends on what I'm eating. Um I really like sriracha on eggs. I have their chili sauce because it has no carbs and I just when I make eggs, man, I can I can just all over them because I love spicy. But um, it depends on what I'm eating. Sometimes hot sauce is objectively better. I just set my auto coffee maker clock ahead for the morning. Yeah, someone broke my coffee maker. I have like this little community area, and they knocked my coffee maker over, and it's broken now. So that's sad. I have to go get a new one after I'm done with this. But yeah, it's it's noon here, so. I think it's probably what time is it there? Like nine o'clock central. So we're we're on Japanese standard time here. That's always fun. Just out of curiosity, if you who so now that we have like all these people in the chat, who do you guys think? If so, I'll pose two questions because we were debating about this for a while. I don't know whether Bernie or Kamala Harris is going to be the one to get the nomination. I think if Bernie can pull super delegates, he'll have a chance. But I think the DNC is probably going to screw him again. So if if it's Bernie versus uh, Trump, who do you think is going to win the presidency? Honestly, because I think Kamala Harris. Yeah. So, Mike, the reason I call it Liberty After Dark is because it's dark in the states. Um, And when I get back to the states, I'm going to be doing it when it's dark. But yes, Liberty After Dark, noon edition. It is bright and sunny outside. So Chuck Norris, Hillary, all this good stuff. Who's Kamala Harris? What do you mean? Who's Kamala Harris? She's the democratic front runner. Rusty has it right though. We all lose either way. Um, maybe, maybe libertarians will pull like 6% of the vote this time or something. Maybe there are enough disenfranchised Republicans who will come and vote for us. Cause I don't think we're going to be able to pull anybody on the left. Um, I would just like to make it to the debates this time. I don't care who's there, Adam Kokesh or any of those guys or vermin Vermin could be the libertarian front runner. I would have no issue with him making it to the debates. Could you imagine having like Bernie or Kamala Harris and Vermin Supreme and Trump all on the same stage together? Could you imagine that like legitimately like I think that would that would be like the most amazing thing to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I don't unless Biden decides to run, which there's there's talks through the grapevine that Biden is gonna pull a, uh, he's gonna pull like a last minute campaign and try to, I which I think is dumb. The campaigning and the fundraising is already so full swing right now. He's just losing money and time. But I think what he's waiting for, Joe Biden's waiting for someone to put their foot in it all the way up into their mouths and to not be able to uh you know do do their their due diligence and and get dunked on so we'll we'll see uh if if Joe Biden announces all of the establishment backing that's on uh Kamala Harris is going to just fly over to uh Joe Biden and it'll be really funny to watch a vote for vermin is a vote completely thrown away. A vote for a libertarian is a vote completely thrown away. All I care about is that I can sleep well at night. So, I mean, I voted for gay Jay last time, so I, I can't, I can't say, I can't say anything. You know, I mean, I just pulled a vote away from Trump. He won, but I would, God, I hate saying that. I hate saying that if, if there were only two options, like if it was just a two party system and we just had one and the other, which pretty much is a two party system. But if we only had the option to vote for one and the other, I would have had to pretty much I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this would have been the first election I skipped out on. I don't know. I think Joe Biden has dirt he doesn't want coming out. Everybody has dirt they don't want coming out. Like now the fact that people have started combing through these politicians' records and are looking 30, 40 years into the past in some cases, like who who doesn't have something in their past 30, 40 years ago that they just don't want other people knowing about? I mean the Clintons have a crap ton of dirt from decades ago and they still run. They still put themselves out there, so. Uh John says he voted for uh old Gay J too, but uh I feel like it convinced me how a waste of a time voting is. Yeah, I mean I think If you needed anything to console yourself, it's that the higher the libertarian party polls, the more mainstream, um, vision it's going to get. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, and this is kind of a sneaky tactic. I doubt they'll do this, but if news organizations, not Fox, but pretty much everybody else covered libertarian actions because there's a chance that they could pull, voters from the red side i just don't see libertarian party really pulling any significant number from the left at all especially since like we we always like we always get called the cousins of the republican party and it's an unfortunate truth is that we are more aligned with right wing ideals than we are with left wing but we're really kind of neither we have a lot of left wing social policy but the big stuff that's being pushed right now which is like gun control and welfare state and stuff like that. None of that at all aligns with us. And at least some of the things on the right, like they say limited government, we say limited government. They quack like a duck, you know, I mean, but it's not really a duck. It's a fake duck. So (laughs) Jacob, I, I started following you on, on TikTok. Actually, I saw you were on there and I was like, what? And so I've been watching some of your stuff. It's pretty good. Andrew Yang or Tulsi Gabbard? Yeah, we had we had the Yang discussion. He's a it's a, it, you have an interesting perspective. I'll give you that, John. We you have an interesting perspective. Neither party wants us to debate, right? Because they're both afraid that that will just pull votes from them, right? Um, and if somebody loses and any libertarian pulls like any really big numbers at all, like big by libertarian, basically above five percent, we're going to get the blame for causing the other side to lose the election. A third party always does or if an independent runs an independent will always get blamed because they like never win, but they will always get blamed for the losing side. Losing is it all oh, they pulled votes? You know, they were moderate and they had no chance of women winning and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, William asks, what is a TikTok? Um, it's yeah, it's his thing. So it's, it's like, uh, it's like vine it's the new vine basically that's a basic idea of it if you you don't know what vine is it's like short little clips of videos most of them are like funny and you post them up there and everybody laughs haha it's kind of it's kind of cool i kind of like it at first i was super adverse to it and there's a lot of garbage on there but there's a lot of garbage on any social media so i can't really say anything about that um so the people are talking about the last election Uh, it was a total crapshoot, a hundred percent total crapshoot of a election cycle. Um, I mean, I don't want to repeat everything I said, a, you know, an hour ago. But what I will say is that I was, if we didn't have the just rapid fire artillery bombing and shelling of of the political system that we did, or or the election cycle that we did, whenever two weeks before the election happened, we might have a Clinton presidency. I don't know. Perhaps it wouldn't have changed anybody's opinion, but I think, man, the the FBI hearings and all, all the other jazz that went on during that had had an impact on the election. Um, and that's, that's an interesting idea to think about really. Would you support Rand Paul on a conservative ticket? It's like if he ran for the Republican party, I'd support him over Trump, obviously. Um, so I think Rand Paul is another example of a step in the right direction. I don't think he's a perfect human being. I don't think anybody we've been talking about today is like my ideal of a perfect libertarian candidate. I don't know if one exists, honestly. Um, they either in some cases want to move too fast or want to move too slow or don't want to change enough or don't want to change the things that they easily could. And, and because uh, on whether it be an ideological or practical basis and, uh, I think, I think Rand Paul is like that. Rand Paul resonates to where I was, I was originally, which is that whole like constitutional conservative base that he really pulls to, uh, that his dad pulled to. And I think there's, there's a chance he could gain a little bit of speed, but I think, I think he gets admiration from some people because of when he does take a stand. But again, he's not a perfect human being. If, if I had to choose between like a Rand Paul ticket and like him having like a legitimate chance of winning the election and a Trump ticket, I would pick a Rand Paul ticket every time. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm I don't think I'm alone in saying that. So, oh, yeah, Rusty, you you have fun with that, man. There could never be a real libertarian candidate. Um right now, I, I agree with you. I think that if someone were to run in 2020, 2024, 2028, probably 2032, even, even if we get a bunch of candidates who look at rolling back government in that time frame, you're not going to have someone who's a real libertarian. Larry Sharp isn't a real libertarian. Gary Johnson isn't a real libertarian. Rand Paul isn't a real libertarian. I mean, like, some and the most extreme people who we have that are the closest to real libertarians want to do too much too quickly and have and scare the crap out of people and no one wants to vote for them. I think most of the you you have like these two factions really inside of like the base of the people who want to burn everything down tomorrow, which is not constructive, and you have the base that well actually you have like three, you have the people who are just just want to keep everything the same and they just don't want to grow government anymore. And then you have the people who want to do the slow rollback, the, the methodical rollback, the pit, pit purposeful one. And I think that's more of how I feel like, trust me, if it was feasible, I would say just like put it all on flames and let's just start over, you know, but it's not feasible. That's not, it's not feasible. That's, it is a horrible idea. So, um, in, you know, it's how do I feel about the Space Force? Um, eventually we'll need one. Do we need one right now? I mean, there's an argument to be made. Um, I mean, there's also an argument to be made like, do we need a standing military? And I'm an ANCAP, so I think that's probably a little bit of a answered question there. But, um, Skylar says it had never happened that way. We've had this conversation multiple times. It's, uh, you know, I mean, I, I I don't think ancap Stan will ever, or even a minarchy will ever come out of and uh, and sustain itself out of a, a any sort of like violent revolution or even in, in just an extreme flip. There are too many people who would be significantly resentful of what has happened in such a short time frame, and the shorter it's like, ever heard? I mean, I'm sure you all have of like boiling a frog in hot you know water thing. You don't. You know, just drop the frog in, it'll jump right out. You bring the bring it up to temperature and it boils and it doesn't realize it's even happening. It's you know, it's the same idea. The real libertarian, real socialism, same stigma in my mind. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their own little version. I think that's what's interesting about politics is that we use these overarching titles for everybody, like the left, the right know moderates centrists whatever everybody has everybody has their own nuances and their own opinions that makes their views their own um you know like even in the libertarian community we have like agorists we have handcaps we have minarchists we have people who are actually not libertarians who say they are (laughs) as you know it's there, it's it's a very deep dark spiral. I mean, the the GOP has everything from people who are okay with uh, socialized medicine, and you know, but that's as far as government goes, to people like your Rand Pauls who are pretty much constitutional conservatives. And uh, yeah, I mean, we can't. You know, I mean, I, I understand that it's a popular opinion that it's like we can't can we can't turn a country into a libertarian country, but there's. Unless you guys want to start seasteading, which is an option, I suppose if it ever gets any backing, we're going to have a really hard time starting a new country without it ending in some kind of revolution or fight. Um I just it out of all of the plans, I feel like it is the least feasible if if I'm going to be completely honest with you. We need to look around the globe for some sweet land. Hey man, if somebody makes an island a libertarian island, let's do that. Uh Ryan, I'm I'm from Texas. Um, I hear Israel is really good at land grabs. We should ask them for advice. That's a good one. I like that. Oh, man. So Schuyler says, you'd basically have to be elected president as a player of ball, being uh, being with you a cabinet uh, that was colluding and wake up America one, one morning with surprise. Start to go fund me for a libertarian island. I mean, you know what? If the wall got a couple million dollars, maybe we could get a couple million dollars to buy out an island. Um, if as long as we have a plan, man, I'd move to I'd move to a libertarian island. I think there'd be a lot to gain from living in a libertarian society. Um, but the question then becomes: Is it a minarchist society? Is it an ancap society? I know what I would want, but you know, if if you just advertise it as like this libertarian utopia, you get a lot of different interpretations and uh, like even LMPM has a very large very large base of of minarchists and you know i'm not a minarchist so i mean it would be better than being here i could i could admit that freely i have no issue with that but um you know i would hope it would be an ancap society we've raised tons of money i think it's doable we could attack the principality of sealand mike here is with like the this the absolute dangers dude it's like hitting the nail on the head well i agree a minarchy wouldn't last um i think that's probably one of my biggest i i was a minarchist for a while so i went from like a constitutional conservative to a minarchist to an ancap and so from that that gap from conservative or uh you know constitutionalist conservative to a minarchist was really easy to make because really all you're just saying is like ah, we'll just roll back a little bit get rid of all this other frilly stuff but the leap from minarchists to ancap is a big one, and I can understand why people are reserved and it kind of scares them. But at the same time, I, I agree with you. Minarchy isn't really sustainable. Systems of power will always accumulate more power. That is that is just how it works. Um, we talked about this in the last episode that we had. It was a point that I made um, to Derek, who was on, is that is that having the centralized authority is the issue. You know, it's like. It, They could all be the biggest saints in the world that it just takes one bad egg to abuse the system and the system has been abused. It has been used in a way that it never should have. So, Yeah, when America started, it was essentially a minarchy. Yeah, like constitutional republic. That was the idea. Especially like Articles articles of Confederation were very much a a national minarchy. Let's see real quick. Uh, A minarchy. A real minarchy has never been tried. Yeah. No, I think... There have been plenty of answers. Uh, there are no, There is no answer. Only a fight. Existence is a curse and life is a prison. See, this guy gets it. You get a heart react for that one. <laughs> Minarchy would give too much for it to grow. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. If you have an established system already for which to accumulate power, power will be accumulated. That is why it is so hard, and that's why, to an extent, scholar is right. It is in, it is so difficult to roll back power on a system that is pretty much designed to accumulate and just to conglomerate and to mash and create this ugly ball of of power and and abuse over people. Incrementalism is cancer. Push the standard and don't let up. Centralized authority is our issue. I completely agree. I a hundred percent agree. And if we can come up with a solution that allows us to get there without completely destroying any chances we ever had of having an in Ancapistan, then. How about you know, then, then let's talk about that, like if you want to talk about seasteading, if you want to talk about an island nation, if you want to talk about annexing a piece of territory, you know, I mean, that's these are options. I just. Don't see, you know, if we're talking about the United States, which is how most of the libertarian conversation is framed, if the United States was to become an, a libertarian society, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a big chunks. It, it 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 has to be done incrementally. I don't see any other way. So that's that's all I'm saying about that. Uh, someone send me a link for the podcast, please. There are a couple links on the uh, Facebook page. I wasn't able to fit them all on the about page. So I need to make like a pinned post that has all the links, but you can pretty much find it anywhere. Uh, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I said, I wouldn't do that again. I already did it again. So yeah. Federalism was cemented by honest Yeah, you're right. I I, I don't have anything. I don't have any issue with that. That's a, that's definitely a, a fair statement. Um, you know, we had a conversation, I think it was, was it LMCG or LMPM about the, the Confederacy and like, were they actually right or wrong? And someone posted a fantastic comment that was like, well, they both sucked, but for different reasons. And basically it was the the slaves had, a you know, their naps were being violated. They They had a right to be freed. But at the same time, the South had a right to leave the Union. So... You know, because their naps were being violated by the North, saying that they were compelled to stay inside of the Union. So both sides were wrong, but for completely different reasons. Slavery, bad. You know, forcing a centralized authority on people who want nothing to do with it, also bad. But you know i i i think if we had to to pick and choose here i do think that ending slavery was probably you know if i if i have to pick between one of the two outcomes i'm, I'm glad slavery doesn't exist anymore let's just put it that way <laughs> it would have been done eventually otherwise the south would have been like a freaking third world country pretty much so that's a thing but uh yeah it's you are property of governments. They borrow against your tax potential. It's it's true. I mean, it. What we have now, yes. It's where we are. We are the capital of the state. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Where did the two point three trillion dollars we lost the day before 9-11 go? No one knows. Maybe if we audited the Fed, we'd know. Um, everybody's just kind of forgotten about it. So, l- Lord only knows lord only knows where it is i don't even have be, i don't even have a theory honestly i mean there's so many different places so many different sectors that it could have gone to people could have gone to projects no one knows tell the fed that slavery has been abolished <laughs> exactly so i meant you know private citizens owning people based off of the color of their skin that that is the form of slavery i'm talking about Obviously, as an ANCAP, I agree that the state as it exists is is a form of slavery. But, you know, that's when we're talking about the Civil War and the North versus the Confederacy, we're not talking about, you know, tax slavery. We're talking about private citizens owning people of color. So. That bill is still tabled by the Senate. Yeah. So. Ryan asks, do I believe in aliens? Um have we, so this goes into two different directions. I think it's daft to suggest that somewhere in the universe does not exist life and potentially, like, you know, whether you say intelligent life being your standards, complex organisms exist somewhere in the universe. I think it's, I don't think we're the only things in existence. Even if you just look statistically, the universe is a big place. There's a chance that just the right number of freaking, you know, I I don't know what your background is, whether you're you're, you know, spiritual or anything, but just from a purely analytical standpoint, there's there's a, we would be the literal one in a trillion plus multiple trillions if we uh we were the only life in the universe. And you know, maybe there'll be life in the future, who knows? If there's not now, um there could be There could be an entire galactic civilization just one galaxy away. We'll probably never know. But um, I I think it's foolish to to suggest. I think it's not foolish. I think it's a little harsh. I think it's short-sighted to suggest that just because we may not have directly seen it. Now, do I believe we've been contacted by aliens? This is a lot harder. Um, There is some evidence to suggest that we might have. Um, there's some interpretation of you know ancient works and stuff like that that definitely seems to look like it's suggesting something like that, but we also don't know if they have really creative imaginations like the rest of their stories. I find it difficult for me to pick and choose that this piece of mythology is based off of fact without any corroborating evidence, and this piece of mythology is based off of myth, because the rest of it's all myth, so... I don't know well well it's i i don't have a legitimate answer to that so um so i mean i i don't really want to get bogged down in this whole civil war talk we can we can go through this whole spiel again there was a lot of the same things were said in that that chat so if you haven't seen it i would uh i would you know check it out but um it all boiled down to the war over preserving the supremacy of northern bankers, dominance in the market, many of those being very European. This has this is it's a lot bigger than just banks. It's a lot bigger than just banks. It's an entire manufacturing sector of the economy. It was not just about slavery. It was not just about states rights. It was a nuanced issue. There were a lot of different things going on. If you just say if you say it's just about slavery, you're dumb. If you say it's just about state rights, you're freaking dumb. It's, it's, it's a nuanced issue. It's not just just X black and white. There's, it, I can understand why someone would say that if they're uneducated in, in, in the matter that's, of why it happened, but it's not just slavery and states' rights. There's a lot more to this than that. <clears throat> so that's, up. I mean, we can just keep, we can just keep going. I mean, I, I don't really have any more to add to that unless you want to start going through like an entire history lesson on the Civil War, but I wanted to catch up with the comments. Um, if they have an ANCAP society, I'm bouncing. Yeah. If aliens exist, they are not only interstellar but interdimensional. That's a that's a claim. I can't lie. Organic w- being would struggle to exist in a time frame needed to travel distances required. Yeah, well, they'd have to be faster than light. I think that's pretty much a guarantee. So uh it's damn straight insane to believe that uh when we have the irre- irrefutable proof of a second genesis here on this planet. What? I'm not sure. Did you Oh, watch Alex Jones and Joe Rogan? Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. I, I It's um that was an interesting episode too. I just wish I mean, I'm sure he's talked about sources for all of his stuff before. I just haven't seen them, but Alex Jones is definitely an interesting character. Uh faster-than-light travel doesn't have to be interdimensional. First off, faster-than-light travel as we know it isn't isn't really feasible, but you there are ways, in theory, to move space faster than you can move matter, because they're different things. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the rubber mat example, but like say you have like a rubber mat on a table, and you grab one point of the rubber mat and you stretch it all the way to where your spaceship is, and you just hop onto that stretched point and it snaps back to where it was. That's that's an example of that's not interdimensional. It's just manipulation of space time, which is. Just getting into that, like you're talking about stuff that is so far out from where we are today that none of us will even remotely be remembered. If we are, we'd have to be like the the Alexander the Greats of history to be remembered at that point. So, yeah, it's it, it is feasible. I mean, we we don't even know if like dimension, if if there's even a physical way to go into another dimension. We haven't seen one. We haven't, you know, it's. This is this is some deep sciency topics though, and this is not the kind of show that we are. Because I'll be honest, I'm not the greatest at stuff like this. So I think it's, yeah, it's important to uh, <laughs> to remember that I'm not a physicist. I just find the the topic fascinating, and I will share what I know. But you know, there's a very good chance that someone's working on some program that I or project that I'm not aware of that could change everything. So. Yeah, it's, it's hard to type that in covers. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I get what you're coming from. Yeah, we talked about all sorts of stuff this time. I kind of joked that I knew since it was just me that it was just kind of going to be like a variety episode where we talked about all sorts of stuff. So it was a. Uh, I mean, it's been fun. It's, we're not done yet, but you were speaking about theories. Must be an engineer. No, I'm not. I'm not an engineer. I'm not even close. I'm a. I'm, I'm a nothing basically. I've, my mechanic (laughs) i'm not i'm not any sort of fancy schmancy person uh if you could travel that fast you could almost essentially exist in two or more time frames if if you could travel the speed of light time totally breaks down so you know if we're talking about manipulating space to move faster than light um You know, it's like the whole, there's an example given often to where it's like, if you, if you shine a laser pointer, like a really strong one at the moon, you can make the laser pointer move from one side of the moon to the other faster than the speed of light. And we can track that. We can record it. It's, it's physically possible, but it's not, the laser isn't moving faster than the speed of light. It still takes the time. It still takes the speed of light for the response of you moving to reach the moon. It's just. This is just how angles work. You know, you have a you have um it's like uh what's a good example? Like if I were to hold like a laser pointer to my hand and move it just this little bit, it it would just barely move on my hand, you know, maybe a couple of inches. But if I were to do this number right here on a wall a mile away, it would go just way out to each side of the wall, wouldn't even hit it except for barely. That's the same idea. It's you know, the laser point, the point on the moon is moving faster than light. The laser itself is not. So that's kind of the same idea is it? like we would have to be not be moving the speed of light, but we would have to make ourselves move across space at the speed of light or faster. Potentially. Uh, in theory, the whole space grabbing thing could be damn near instant, which is absolutely insane to think about. But again, super theoretical way out there. Thousands, tens of thousands of years. If it ever happens, if we don't wipe ourselves out before then, um, you know, maybe we'll have NKAPA by then. <laughs> yeah, that'd be wow. Oh man. I, yeah, I did not expect to be going off onto a, uh, you know, physics tangent there. I, I work with a lot of people who, I mean, they're, they're great guys. Don't get me wrong, but they're not exactly the most like well-educated people, you know? And, uh, we'll just be talking about stuff all the time and they'll come up with this like crazy idea. And I'm like, well, you know, let's do some learning today. And they overall seem to enjoy it, but a lot of them are kids. So maybe they will be an caps. Maybe they'll eat mail. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it'll be a totalitarian imperium of man or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was talking to somebody about like interstellar travel in the future, and I I think spacefaring is going to be really established by corporations, mining. Um, that's why we need to get fusion, nuclear fusion down, so we have a reason to go to the moon and get deuterium there, and and be able to have fusion material for for our reactors and, and make that profitable. But I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I mean, podcast podcasts are, are a good way to learn it. A lot of cases. Just got to make sure you're not being misled. Physics today with Christian. I like quantum physics a lot because I, I really got into quantum physics when I was looking at quantum computing because I, I just couldn't I couldn't understand how a qubit worked, which is like basically the transistor of a quantum computer, which is the on off switch on a regular computer. If you just make sure all of our terminology is square. Um, not, not 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 like the power on on off switch, but like the billions of little ones and zeros that make up your processors pretty much they're like little gates essentially and they they have a yes and a no function well a a qubit is a quantum is a is a, basically a quantum transistor that works in a superposition which is like it's whack and and you can like entangle them and they can make all sorts of crazy crap happen and and you can cause wave functions to collapse into certain uh options that you would never get out of a normal computer it's you know well I, I don't think we'll ever see a time that you have like a quantum computer in your home but i mean there the ramifications of quantum computing in the future is like quantum physics weekly with and cap science boy that's me and cap science boy not even close to a scientist so yes physics talk yeah i i love it man i love it ryan i thanks for coming out um Feel free to check out the podcast whenever you get the chance, man. Yeah, I, w- I was talking to this kid who's like brand new. He's like 19, just got out of tech school. He's working at the job. He's been here for a few months. And he's like, Moore, what do you do in your free time? And I was like, well, I'm boring. So I like to watch, you know, I-, I look at the news and I like to read from, you know, different sources. Like, you know, I was going through some of the things that I like. And I was I was actually listening to a podcast from Sam Harris and he was talking to, like, a physicist who was basically going through, like, the whole quantum theory thing. And it's like, what, what are they talking about? And we started, and he just kept asking questions, and I kept going deeper. And the next thing I know, we were sitting down talking to each other, and I was, like, explaining how quantum entanglement works. And he was just, like, just mind blown. And I get it. it's 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 crazy stuff. But is an algorithm considered AI? Artificial intelligence as we know it today, sure. General intelligence, no. There's there's a little bit of a difference. A little bit of a difference. It's a nuance. I, I maybe that's a cop out answer. It's not like beep boop. I'm gonna take over the universe. AI. It's it's but it is it is you know machine learning is a form of artificial intelligence, and that is essentially just a really complex algorithm that figures stuff out for itself. Uh, I've read a lot about it lately, especially a lot about the uh, the Hadron Collider. I'm assuming the LHC. I thought it was called the Supermassive Hadron Collider, but I like Sam. Me too. I like Sam a lot too. He makes me question my beliefs on the regular, which I think is good. I think I think it's a very good thing to do for yourself. Like every time he talks about free will, it kind of like like hurts my heart a little bit. I'm like, oh my god, like this is a this is a freaking neuroscientist over here like schooling me up on how our free will is not so free and that's like a huge part of being a libertarian. So, um I I typically take the the Ben Shapiro stance on this where it's like you can't have a free society if you don't acknowledge that to some extent, whether it be minuscule or not. You have some sort of perceived control over your actions and an ability to make a decision you know for to varying degrees of success depending on the situation but you know Sam Sam Harris's predetermination can scare the shit out of me sometimes <laughs> Large Hadron Collider the US was building a larger one in Texas but some uh some of their congressmen shut it down <laughs> but, fucking status Um I'm sure it was built on tax dollars if it wasn't, then yeah, that that's whack. It should have been built. That would have been cool. Uh, I thought you were talking about the supermassive hadron collider in Geneva, Switzerland. That thing's cool too. I mean, looking at little bits of the universe, basically, beginning. Both exists. It's the fight. Yeah. There's um. You know, I mean, like when when. When Sam Harris, he, he often brings up, I don't remember which shooter it was. He talks about it all the time, though. There was that guy, I think it was like California, he went out and shot a bunch of people randomly. And it turns out they did like the autopsy on him and he had a giant tumor in his brain. And they were like, he was a completely normal, successful individual, had no proclivity to violence or anything like that. And then he goes out and, and, and does a, a shooting. And, you know, it's like, how much of that was the tumor's fault? Because that that that's a thing tumors have an impact on the way your brain functions that's that's a thing i don't think it's extreme or groundbreaking science for me to say that here but to then suggest that you know that person is to be accountable for their actions i think it's i think it's fair because they happen the actions were made there was a, some sort of cognitive process going there but it also is super shitty that like you know, obviously he's dead, but like, let's say he was up for trial and they found out he's got this brain tumor that made him do all this whack stuff. It's like, do you remove the tumor? And then you're like, well, you know, you had this brain tumor and we determined that that was the cause of your, ab- your abnormal reaction to, uh, to go and shoot people. So what are you free to go? Like, is there is there any sort of reparations like you get you get? An, oh, ooh, you get in all these like really hard ethical questions that makes makes things very Difficult, um, and and so I think that's why it's a lot easier for people to either say like take it take some kind of hardline stance, which I don't I don't think is real. I don't think the hardline stance is is the truth, which is why I disagree with old Sam Harrison a lot uh, about free will because this is pretty much that it's like all determined at some some level. It's all determined. You're just like a little meat sack that just does what your brain calculates for you. You just have a perception of free will, but I don't. I don't know if I agree with that and I'm not a neuroscientist. So probably I'm just disagreeing out of ignorance, but I, I I don't have a hard time accepting that I have a hard time accepting a society where that's true. And I have an even harder time accepting a society where the opposite is also true because if, you know, I got a brain tumor and it caused me to shoot somebody, I would really hate to go to jail for the rest of my life or be executed because, you know, my brain tumor drove me insane I mean i don't want to die you know (laughs) i also don't want to shoot anybody so um i heard sam say what if psychopath was cured by a pill and they were just as horrified with their behaviors as they were uh after they were made well yeah i mean it's like i that that is a that is a genuinely good question this is when you know this is the ethics ethics and the politics or philosophy side of things is that you know we we right a lot has been talking about you know what is the path of redemption for people who've been doing i mean pretty much all politics has been talking about for the last couple weeks what is the path of redemption if you do something wrong what is the path of redemption is there any crime by which you cannot be forgiven and you know if you're religious a lot of texts say no there's no such thing as a crime that you can't be forgiven for unless you know like it's suicide or we, we won't get into that you know there's some nuances there but just generally speaking uh You know, and and if you're not like, is there really something like could Hitler be forgiven if he was genuinely sorry and we could prove that he was like actually sorry, you know, I mean, ob- obviously he should still be punished, but I don't know. Can the mentally ill be held to the same standard as the mentally healthy for for committing crimes? I mean, we don't treat them that way right now, so... I mean obviously to a certain extent we do understand that free will isn't always necessarily in in the actual uh, everybody has the same capacity to it because that's why we have places for the mentally ill to go instead of just throwing them in prison um like the severely mentally ill and you know I I, I do think that there there's there's merits to that so uh, but but could, but could we give someone an anti psychopath pill after they like slaughter twenty people and then and then just just go on our merry way? You know, if they Jeffrey Dahmer or somebody, I mean, I think there's going to be an expectation of reparations at some point. Like you can't bring those dead people back, but you've also neutralized the problem at the same time. So it's like we can't can can you ethically punish a person who has who is not the same person as they were when the crime was committed. You know, like I'm talking completely different. Like if we're talking about the cure psychopath pill. Like they go from Jeffrey Dahmer to your neighbor, you know, like just normal dude, maybe a dick sometimes leaves some long clippings in your sidewalk or whatever, you know, but that's like the worst he does as a human being. Can, can you, can you still hold them to that if they didn't have the free will to act otherwise? How do you measure that? Oh God, it just gets so crazy. And these this is this is the kind of stuff I like to sit around and and flip through, you know, and just like write. I like to write this stuff down. And this is something I've been working on for a long time. Basically, since the first time I heard Sam Harris say it after I was like a libertarian, I was like, God, this hurts because this, this is really important if you want to be. What's the word I'm looking for here? I don't want to say like too snobbishly to be like the truth, but you know philosophical the truth if if you understand what i'm getting at there um there's always that quest for t- total understanding and the truth and it is in most times fruitless but i enjoy the quest and this is a this is a that, that's a free will is a real humdinger of a question let me tell you what um and yeah i mean you know true judgment is after this life in 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 your opinion and then you are completely in, entitled to that uh that opinion i'm not going to suggest in any way that uh you should feel otherwise but at the same time i think that if, if you can hold that opinion about the afterlife and and how that process works is an emulation of that in the real world or sorry i said that was i didn't mean to come off like condescending but in in our world that we have here not not like some kind of afterlife but earth it should a process like that be emulated here as well to where you can be absolved from something you've done wrong if you, you know, do what you need to do to to overcome that, I suppose. Alchemical process is uh, real with human beings. If we deny that we deny free will and commit evil judgment, uh, Christ mentioned uh, determining another human has and has not worth. I mean, it's pretty much getting... Relatively to the same idea, I believe. I don't know. I just think, as as a judge, if someone gave this guy the antipsychotic pill, I would have a really hard time, like just putting him up for like an execution or locking him like that or exiling him. If this is capistan you know, just, I I just I think there, I think it's it's nuanced. It's super nuanced. It's super. It's just. It's not a straightforward question, and I think. To a certain extent, at least with the information we have now about how the mind works, you just kind of have to go off of almost an intuition, which is not really what you want to do in a situation like this. We can logic our way through it, but if we do that, like, I mean, I've already gone through the two possible options that we have available to us, but what they're, they're very rigid options and they're, one of them is based more off of like an empathetical perspective on the human condition and another one is built off of like a a more fundamentally principled idea of, of free will as a, as a unifying construct of the human condition. So it's, it's like two ways of looking at the, it's two sides of the same coin almost, but that edge, it's a very hard edge makes a very big difference. I don't believe the justice system is ever justice within the realm of humans. Um, there's, there's a big case to, to why a justice system like we have shouldn't exist, and where justice shouldn't really go past amicable agreements and you know, NAP violations. Um, that that is that is an incredibly, I wouldn't say it's idealistic, I guess, because that's that is something that hasn't been in thousands of years. You know, there has always been some kind of justice system in in every civilized society, so it's It's gonna be difficult to get people to to back behind that forgiveness forgiveness has always been a philosophical and theological must yeah i I think that there there are definitely like I think you can forgive someone, but at the same time, I think this goes back to the idea is like is someone who's a victim of a wrongdoing justified in reparations like let's say if someone like burns your car to the ground. And you know, are are you justified in in the fact that your car was wrongly destroyed? Are you justified in being reimbursed for your loss of property? I mean, you can forgive them. You can be like, you know what, you're sorry. You know, I, I accept that. But you know, are, are are you or are you not justified in a, in a reimbursement for your loss of, of property? Um, I think that's a good. That I think that's almost even more of an important question. You know, um, it's quite a quite an interesting question to ask very very difficult one to answer i think i think having a snap judgment in any and not to suggest that any of you do i'm sh- i'm sure i'm not the you know many people have put their thoughts into this for thousands of years but you know just looking at it from a modern context i think we're in a unique situation to where um in the future we may be able to make determinations like is someone like truly chemically imbalanced? Can we prove that in their brain? Can we correct that? And if we can, and we do, is that person still liable to punishment? What about potentially reimbursing victims of an incident? I mean, you can't reimburse loss of life. I mean, you can, you can try, you know, you, you can't replace a dead person. You can't replace them or their experiences, or at least right now, the synths are coming. Uh you should have reparations in that situation. All rights begin with property rights. Seeking accountability isn't holding forgiveness either. Yeah, but so I guess the way that I look at it is okay, let's say like Skylar, you get your brain tumor and you go batshit insane and you you firebomb my car and then they give you your they remove the tumor and, and you you're all well and, and good and you're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like I can't believe what I did. And it's like I mean, I can't say that I, I mean, obviously I'd want my car to be reimbursed, but it's like, you know, to, to penalize you for something that was fundamentally out of your control. It seems it comes off as unethical. I don't know. Or maybe it's just unempathetic. Maybe that's what I'm looking Maybe Maybe it's not unethical. I mean, there has to be a reimbursement for property, which is why I'm asking the question, because I, I do have a hard time with it. I mean, if it was my car being burned, I would want to be reimbursed. If it was me burning the car, I would want someone to understand that, like, it wasn't me that burned the car. It was the tumor or whatever, you know, in that very specific situation, obviously. But, you know, I mean, so I would I would be salty if I had to repay for something that I did out of my control. But I think I would understand at the same time, too. Um, at least I'm not dead or in jail, I guess. I have an ugly thought experiment for you. Equating the Civil War to abolition is parcel to e- equating repealing the Second Amendment to David Hogg. Uh, so I guess what you're saying is if you you boil it down to these oversimplified ideas to push a, a narrative, you get a misconception of what the actual nuances of the situation were, uh, is what I'm assuming you're getting at. Because, um, you know, David Hogg was was big on uh, assault weapons. Uh, I don't know what he said. Uh, Probably about high capacity magazines and stuff like that, which are attacks on the Second Amendment. I can justify that. But I don't think he ever came out and said repeal the Second Amendment. And there was rhetoric inside of the North that the Civil War was for abolition, but it was definitely also for maintaining the integrity of the Union and exercising a centralized authority on those who, who wish to leave it so i i yeah i mean i i don't really know if it's that ugly so i think it's i, th- I think i think you're just you're just demonstrating a, a tactic of of rhetoric that is often used in in politics it has been for millennia basically since rome you know <laughs> this this hyper simplification of an idea to make it more palatable to a particular side uh, which is, which doesn't do anybody any favors, right? It just, it'll make people feel better about themselves, but it won't make, it, it won't right any of the wrongs or make sure that we understand exactly what's been going on. So there's been a correlation of suicide, depression, and aggression in a few people. Uh, recent studies on undiagnosed brain tumors, masses, and diseases. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm getting at is that we we have, we have legitimate questions to ask about free will. So. Um, you know, I I I'll be honest, I don't really know if I have a whole lot more to add to that. I think if you were to ask me what I would do today, I would I would create leniency whenever I could in a situation like that, but I do believe that if someone were to go on a 20-person murdering spree and then have a brain tumor removed and be completely back to normal, I still think that those those lives that were lost are are there's there's a value there that, that can't be compensated by just, oh, well, that happened. Whoops. So I don't know. There would have to be some kind of reparations. I don't think locking someone in a cage is productive, especially if they're now cured of it. That's not, you know, you, you could exile them. That's not going to do anything. You know, I mean, they, if they're already cured of it, neither of those are acceptable answers executing them like what are you what you're just removing an economically viable member of society if they're actually cured so you have no other option other than like levying fines or fees against them i suppose but then you come back to the same argument of of if it's not the same person who committed the actions you know if if they've been changed in a way that was was unavoidable and and not their fault you know are they not themselves victims in a way so it's it's hard i mean i'd have a hard time living with myself after a while I mean, if I did something like that I would have a very hard time very very hard time uh, lives are lost every day by the makers of products we use every day I'm not saying that a life is meaningless or I mean I'm not saying that lives aren't lost in many other ways you know I'm sure there's somebody who will drink a bottle of shampoo today and it'll kill him, or some crazy stupid stuff like that probably in Florida but you know the circumstances by which the lives are lost are important I think a lot of people claiming psychological issues to negate wrongdoing are pathologically insane. Also smart AF. So like the, what's a good example? We talked about him yesterday. The Aurora movie theater shooting, that guy tried to claim insanity. There wasn't any demonstration before, after, or since that he's actually insane. So just, just. They they pled insanity because that's the easiest that's the way to get out easily. And He did something so whack that people could buy it, and um, it, it makes it difficult too. You know, I, I hate to do this, but it's kind of also it's kind of like a Me Too thing. It's like you know, believe all victims. It's like we can't we can't just buy everybody who says like oh it's a chemical imbalance in my brain. You know, we have to have a way of of objectively showing that like this thing did this, which is hard. We don't even know if that tumor in that shooter's brain is actually what caused him to go in and shoot those people. We we don't know that it's, it's a theory. So until we can objectively prove one way or another, we're kind of stuck with what we have, not, not the system, but the, the reasoning that we have now of doing what we can when we can. So, Oh, I'm so glad we got to talk about some philosophy and ethics today. I love this stuff. Politics is cool because they kind of like, Crash into each other but you know this is really just like a i mean you can move it into politics if you talk about implementing these ideas on a on a larger scale but alcohol tobacco cheeseburgers cars guns electricity yeah you can kill yourself with all that stuff human beings are fragile you can i mean you can drink too much milk and die from that um you can you can drink too much water kill yourself from water it's you know it's, it's a thing. It happens all the time. And I think I, I do believe that, um, human life is, is something that we should be looking to preserve and outside of the actions of the individual. Like if you stick your, your fork in a light socket and it kills you, I mean, no, the electrical company isn't like due to pay you reparations because you, you, you know, killed yourself in a light socket. um, have you guys discussed the pizza neck bomb case? What? I've, I've, I've not even heard of this before pizza neck bomb. That sounds like a name of like a high school band. Yeah, no, I, I never heard of it. The pizza neck bomb case. So I don't know if, uh, well, maybe we'll have to save that one for next time. Cause we've been going on for about three hours now. And, um, I'm starting to lose some steam, honestly. I know it's not the longest show we have, but I I do have, I got some other things to go through today. So it is a Netflix documentary. I'll have to check it out. But I, I think we're going to go ahead and and wrap this one up here. We we I, I was glad I'm glad that we got to talk about some some ethics before we we left today. But yeah, if you guys are still here, um, if you just got here, I'm sorry. We've been going on for like three hours now. Lots of great conversation. Uh, I'm going to cut this one up and release it pretty much as soon as I can. So it'll be available on the podcast if you want to listen to it. You guys can please go over and like the Facebook page. We have a Facebook page at Liberty After Dark. Uh, join the community group to stay up to date in any polls. I just did a poll recently about cutting up one of the episodes that I had just to see what would be what the listeners would like. And so their their vote is what I ended up doing, even though it was a lot more work. But whatever. Um <laughs> I'm here for you guys to to entertain and to accommodate and to to learn with each other. So um, great, great episode overall, though. Super glad everybody was here for that. Uh, Like, comment, subscribe if you go to YouTube or subscribe and leave a review if you go to any of the other distributors. But uh, yeah, we, we stream every weekend. We m- may not be doing a Saturday sh- or sorry for you guys. Friday stream. We'll have to see after Dave and Mary. So most people are asleep by then anyways, but uh, we will definitely be doing another stream same time next week. Uh, Maybe I'll do a poll. Maybe we'll go a little bit earlier or a little bit later, depending on what people like. So other than that, I appreciate you guys coming out. I don't have anything else left for you. So y'all go ahead and take it easy.